0: Welcome to Home Design Chat with Nancy. Are you remodeling or building your dream home? We will chat about everything from the ceilings to the floors and everything in between. Any questions you might have can be emailed to me at nancy at com. This podcast is being brought to you by Premier Lighting. Well, today is May 20th, and time is going by so fast, and we're getting really close to Christmas, I hate to tell you guys, and it's... Uh, this is a good subject that we're going to talk about because the holidays brings the wine out. And we have Ann Harnish with us today and she's an expert with wines and she's an independent ambassador with Bosse Wines. Hey Ann, thanks for stopping by. Thanks Nancy, it's a delight to be here. You know, I was I wasn't kidding when I said the holidays bring the wine out, but I think wine is the most popular drink
1: all year long, right? It is. It truly is. Uh, Wine mixed with beer makes a great opportunity for people to have social interaction, and it is used most of the time now instead of a full bar. Uh, Full bars are still obviously popular, but wine and beer seem to be the go-to for most people.
0: Probably because it helps the budget, you know, Um, and maybe not. I don't know. It's all according to the budget that people have. But I want to go back to Boisset Wines. I want you to explain what that is because I've never heard of it.
1: Absolutely. Boisse is the Boisset Collection. It's owned by John Charles Boisset. He is a Franco-American who represents 28 wineries that he owns in his portfolio. Those include French wines and Napa and Sonoma wines. There are brands that you may know of or have heard of, like Raymond and Deloge, Buena Vista, which is the oldest winery in California, and many others. These are, these are high-integrity brands that he represents and owns. Hmm.
0: Uh, well, I am not a wine expert. Let's get that straight. And so some of my questions may not be, um, you know, what... Uh, everybody out there is thinking they would like to ask you. But um, the first thing I want to ask you is, what is the most popular kind of wine that people drink?
1: Today, the most popular wines are more seasonal, especially like here in Arizona. People will more be more apt to choose a white wine versus a red wine because they think in the summer it's cooler to drink white wines. Is that true? Not necessarily, no. Okay. It's, it's more of a perception and personal choice. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's perfectly okay to say that's your preference. I would say on the wines that are most selected, they are Cabernets and Chardonnays. The others are all wonderful selections as well. The other varietals offer different options. And when people become a little more savvy in their taste preferences, then they seem to venture out and choose some of those other varietals.
0: Well, I noticed the wines that you mentioned are very dry. They're not my choice. Um... But for the most part, I think the majority of people that come to the happy hours that I have gravitate towards both of them. Mm -hmm. At that point, when they're drinking at a happy hour, they don't really care what it is. Um, Well, this is a
1: very good point you bring up, Nancy. And people either really are into the technical background of the wines. They want to purely experience the wine from the from the moment they pour it in the glass to the time they, la- they drink the last sip. And there's others that just really want to enjoy it for what it is. And there's nothing wrong with either way. I think it has to do with what is your what is your take on wine? And I think either, either way is fine. It's, it's more about if you want to really understand the wine more. I think when you drink more wine and you start drinking a variety and types of premier curated wines, then you start to realize, hmm, maybe these wines are something that I want to explore more. Maybe I do want to learn more about them. And then that's when people's interest peak.
0: Well, I think that a lot of people will drink wine, number one, because it's a, so- a social beverage. Absolutely. It loosens them up in a meeting place. And at that point, they're saying, well, whatever you have.
1: I've heard people say, it doesn't really matter. But well, then, you've heard that wine opens brain cells, and the oh, best good. meetings are with wine. And I love to tell people that I drink while I work.
0: Well, that's, you know what? Even cooking, while you're cooking, wine is always a good beverage because it kind of loosens you up. and. I think the Galloping Gourmet from years ago drinks wine, and uh, Lydia, she's got a cooking show, and she drinks wine. So to me, wine and cooking were always synonymous, Absolutely, right? And you can also throw a little bit in your whatever you're cooking. Um, I have a big question for you. When you're going to give wine as a gift for somebody and you don't know them real well, how do you know which wine to pick?
1: That's a great question. I think during your conversation with them, if there's any key cues that you might get from them, for example, they may say something about the design of their kitchen or the design of their home or their preferences of food. Those are all cues, and they may indicate what types of wines they like or perhaps maybe they don't care for wine at all Mm -hmm. so those are things you need to listen and be a little more intuitive in your conversations with individuals that will help you with all gift giving not just wine and then when you do know a few more things you can make some selections for them based on that a good choice would be if you don't know is to do a cabernet or a chardonnay those are always good generic choices
0: Okay. Now, which ones go into a wine cooler? Is it important to keep your wine cool? Is it the red wines that need a certain
1: temperature? And well, then... keep in mind that in Europe and where the wines were first produced in in France and Italy and some of the, the old countries, where did they keep those wines? They kept them in cellars that were, you know, at 52, 56 degrees. And those were constant temperatures. So reds and whites were stored at those at those temperatures. So think of that. At home, when you have your wine coolers, what temperatures do you have them set at? I keep mine at, at 56 degrees constant. Is that both for red and white? I do. I do. And then if I want to pull out the white and get a little bit crisper and chill it some more, I'll stick it in my refrigerator a few hours prior to serving and that will enhance the wine, the white wine, and bring out the crispness of the wine. For the reds, I happen to personally enjoy them a little more chilled. Some people like them at room temperature, and that's perfectly fine too. You can take your wine out of your cooler and Put it at room temperature for an hour or two, and it will be exactly the way you would prefer to to drink it. Uh, I like to have it right out of the the cooler myself, but that's again a personal preference. There's no rhyme or there's no rule about that. Um, As far as storing them during our hot temperatures here in Arizona, I like to keep my wines in a safe place, and the safest place I know in my house is in my wine cooler. So I generally will do that. If I have extra and I don't have room, I try to put them in a dark room that's the most coolest place in my house. Should they be standing up, or if they have a cork, they have to be uh, at an angle? I try try to gently put them on their sides, if possible. If it's for a short time, standing up isn't going to hurt them, but for a longer period of time, I I absolutely try to, to set them on their sides.
0: So I guess adding ice to my wine is a no-no? Yes. Don't start laughing. I, I like I
1: like ice in my wine. But then I'm not a connoisseur, um, right? I think anyone that enjoys wine deserves the opportunity to taste the way they like to taste. That's and a good point. If you
0: like it, don't let anybody talk you out of it. Just do what you want to do. Correct. I agree with that. Okay, so we've talked about the wine, gift-giving, and where to store it. Now let's talk about drinking it. How important is the glass that you drink your wine in?
1: I love to use a really nice crystal glass. However, there have been times I've put my wine in a jelly jar or in something that was a little less... Crystal. For example, okay. wait, if you're
0: wait, out... Wait, I got a question for you. <laughs> is the crystal glass only something for visually to make you feel good, or does it make the wine taste better? No, it does better? make the wine
1: taste better. It really, really? does. Really? Crystal makes it, the wine taste better? It really better? does. There is the glass the crystal is definitely something that enhances the wine it brings out the essence of the wine it's not just about the glass it's also about the shape of the glass too really oh you're getting so technical lorian and and that's that's oh. why that's why many um, glass producers that have fine crystal will tell you that it will bring out the best in the wine or whatever it is you're drinking and it is true if if you talk with someone that is a Jack Daniels drinker that's a squire or someone that's a scotch drinker, they'll tell you that it only tastes the best in a crystal highball glass with clear crystal ice. So explain or describe the
0: glasses with our wine that we have right now in front of us that we...
1: Well, these are Boise glasses that we use in our wine tastings, and these are Riedel, and they're a, a generic sized wine glass that will hold up to approximately 14 ounces if you were to try and fill this glass. Do we fill it to the brim? No. and the we, reason do you fill it halfway usually? I, I usually fill it about a third. Okay. And the reason is you want to be able to swirl your wine. You want to be able to allow the wine to breathe. Why do we swirl wine? It brings out the wine essence. It allows it to open up and it's it's also something that's fun to do
0: so if you had six people eating dinner at a um, restaurant they should all swirl their wine is that like the thing to do well it's it's something you
1: don't have to swirl
0: your and wine and by the way we're at a restaurant somebody brings over a bottle of wine and they say do you want to taste it who does the first taste is it the guy who picks up the the bill at the end of the dinner I mean, how do they? it's normally the
1: host. The host. The host okay. is usually the one. However, the host may delegate that to another selected person in the party. And if that he feels tastes that the maybe a wine a little bit more savvy okay. in wine tasting, and and that's perfectly acceptable. So, if he of. tastes
0: the wine and he doesn't care for it, then what happens?
1: Honesty is always the best policy, and it is appropriate to share with the server or the sommelier that's that's attending to your table to say there is um, there is something with the wine that's not correct and we would like to order another bottle. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, you do need to make sure that you are being correct. And, and it's by the smell of the wine. If the, the wine smells bad, that's a very good indication. And you may share with the server... Would you please smell this, too? I just want to make sure that I'm I'm perceiving this correctly. And you can do this off to the side, away from your guests, so your guests aren't necessarily hearing everything that you're saying. So how would you describe a bad-smelling wine? It has a foul smell. Uh-huh. Maybe it smells moldy. It might uh, just have a very, very... Um, bad odor mm-hmm. to the to the wine. Another indication, if it's a white wine, if the wine is cloudy, if the wine looks just not a very nice color at all, um, those are things that are indicators that this wine probably has had a bad experience and it's it's not one that you want to drink. If it's a red wine and it has a musty smell or it just is very very murky, almost like dirty water, that's a very good sign that the wine is bad. And and you need to bring it to the attention of the server. Does that happen often? No. It does would, not happen yeah. often. I would say no. When you order wine, how important is it to go by the year? The year is usually something that people look at for the quality of the grapes that are grown during that time frame. And it is known that certain years are better than others, and it has to do with the harvest and the wine, the, um, the rainfall for that year and how productive the harvests are, how much wine is produced that year, and what the yield is? Well, and, you
0: definitely have to be a connoisseur if you're going to order a bottle of wine in a restaurant by the year and the brand, right?
1: Usually, people will yeah. know. That's tr- that's correct. But you can be a, a, just a, a normal wine drinker and just know that 2014 maybe have been a very good year. If you if you just happen to have Wine Spectator on one of your coffee tables and you just happen to have read an article, and said, oh. The Russian River Valley had great grapes in 2014. Then you might select a wine that's on the wine list in the restaurant and say, you know, it's a good chance this is probably a good wine. That's also a good tip if if you're not a savvy wine drinker and knowing a few things and making selections, especially if you're with clients. You don't necessarily have to know all the wineries and all the vineyards.
0: It'd be easier for me to bring you to the dinner. Oh, I'd be happy to. <laughs> I mean, this is way over my head. Hey, we're going to take a break and talk about uh, fan country. We live in Arizona. It's hot, and right now we're heading into the summer months where, yeah, it's bearable. We all live in the house with the air conditioning, but we all need fans on our ceilings. And right now, Premier Lighting is carrying modern-form fans. They are smart. They're energy efficient. They can be controlled by an app, and they're voice activated. So wouldn't it be great to just go in, your, in the room and say, hey, fan, turn on? Wouldn't that be cool? So... If you are curious about the Modern Forum fans, go on to shoppremier.com and look through their website. Premier Lighting is located in Scottsdale, and you can call them and ask any questions and get some of the uh, consultants to help you out with your needs. Don't forget, there's so many things that lighting can um, do for your home. It can help with the security. It can help with the look the brightness, the moods. So call them at shoppremier.com. That is their website. That's where you're going to find their phone number, and they're just so knowledgeable. So back to Wine Talk. So where were we? Yes, you were coming to dinner with me because this is way over my head. I mean, personally, I just half a glass of wine, I drink it, I'm fine. makes me happy. Nancy,
1: it, it. I think one simple rule for everyone to keep in mind is that Wine is fun. And if you're not having fun, then that's not a good thing. And we need to start over.
0: But when you drink wine, it makes you happy automatically. Absolutely. Doesn't it? That's the point. That's the point. So now the glass and the wine have to coincide, work together, and that makes for happy people.
1: Well, you know, you have a saying that's on that I've seen you quote before, and it's great design doesn't just happen, it is planned. And with wine, whether you're gifting it or you're serving it, it needs a plan.
0: So how much,
1: when you're having a party, how much
0: should you figure per person?
1: I would usually figure two to two and a half glasses per person. And that's that's kind of the norm. Is right? that about half a bottle? It's about a, a, a third of the bottle. A quarter to a third. So... Three people will be happy with one bottle of wine. There are 20, usually
0: not, but <laughs>
1: there's 24 ounces approximately uh-huh. in every bottle so of wine. So eight ounces
0: per person,
1: correct? Okay, that's the. And the
0: most popular wine at the events that you've been going to is what?
1: It's either a Cabernet or a Pinot Noir for the reds, and for the whites, it would be a Chardonnay, a Pinot Grigio, a Riesling though sometimes people put Riesling Riesling, yes, there. I love Riesling.
0: Is that what you have in the glass that you brought for yes, me today? Yes, because I know that's your favorite. I think everybody knows that. So, Lorian, what did you do before you got into wine? I'm curious how you got into this.
1: I've been in the hospitality industry for a very long time, and... Wine just aligns very nicely with everything I've ever done as an event professional. And I teach and mentor and coach in the industry. And I've taught at Scottsdale Community College uh, event management courses. And I've been a corporate planner, association planner, had my own company. And so wine is the one common denominator that threads all the things I've ever done in my career because it's something that's a tool it's a resource that brings experience together and that's why I love wine and I personally enjoy it myself and I love sharing it with other people. Have
0: you had any um, people tell you that they don't like wine they don't want to have
1: anything to do with it? It's a small percentage but yes I have and it's It's like anything. People love it or they don't. They have their likes and dislikes. And I respect that.
0: Right. And tell me the health benefits of wine. I understand that red wine is better for you health-wise than white, or no?
1: I think my understanding is that either red or white, is good for you as far as, uh, the properties that are supposed to be for heart disease. You know, everyone has a different theory. Everyone has a different philosophy. We talk to different medical professionals. Some will say yes, some will say no. And so I would, I usually will advise people to, to check with their, their own personal doctors before consuming wine if they're doing it for medical reasons to, to make sure that the dosages um and I'm saying dosages because it's almost like a prescription and, and how much they're drinking. And and but I personally like to think that it's it's a a wellness, a nice, healthy thing to do. Of course, anything in moderation is, is a good rule.
0: Right, we definitely have to say if that. If we
1: are obsessed with wine or we're abusing it, then we have an issue, and no one wants that to happen.
0: Okay, I want to talk about food and wine. I think we have a few minutes before you have to go. Uh, are there such things as dessert wines or dinner wines?
1: Yes, there are, and there's there's different varietals that that align with all the different course options, and we love to do those kinds of planning events for people because they're creative and fun, and and you get to experience some different wines like ice wine and Saturn and some things that you know people wouldn't normally be ordering. So yes, absolutely, there's different options for every course, and when you align and work with a chef that really knows wines, it brings out the best in the foods too. So it's a happy partnership.
0: I like the idea of desserts and wines. So if you had a spread of uh, cakes, chocolates, what kind of wine would go with that?
1: Well, my favorite right now is a Raymond curated Merlot that I recently experienced in Napa. And it is the most exquisite Merlot that I've that I've ever had and it was paired with chocolate desserts and and cream custard desserts and things like truffles and napoleons uh, and it was just exquisite it brought out the best in the did you bring any of that with you (laughs) actually i do have some at home
0: oh okay (laughs) okay how important is it to pair the wine with the say chicken or fish or red meat i mean is that really important to pick you know they say oh this would go with red meat or this would go with chicken or this would go with
1: fish does it really matter recommendations and keep in mind like anything there's always recommendations whether you choose to accept them is your choice and yes sometimes those recommendations are good and sometimes they're excellent and it's because somebody experienced the food with the wine and that's why they're making the recommendation and when you're when you're thinking about the foods think of the flavor profiles in the food If you're a foodie, or whether you're not a foodie, you know what you like and what you don't like. Mm -hmm. If you have spicy foods, for example, guess what kind of wine works better with spicy foods? Something sweeter. And the reason is because it brings out, enhances the spicy foods.
0: So that's good to know. Uh, So you were talking before about pickles with wine or potato chips with wine and how the different foods affect the taste of the wine yes is there anything that you would say oh stay away from this if you're going to drink this wine because it's not going to be a good pairing can you think of anything off the top of
1: your head like that well i wouldn't mix other spirits or liquors with your wine selections and for example you have beer and wine sitting next to each other, next to your place setting, that's not a a happy marriage. If you're going to drink beer, drink it separately. If you're going to drink wine, drink it. Be dedicated and intentional to drink the wine. And also, if you're drinking spirits, if you're having like a a pre-dinner cocktail, you know, think about what you're drinking. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're drinking a, a very sweet drink or creamy drink, and then all of a sudden you have a wine that's a very bold red wine that's on the heavy side, that may not set the best on your stomach or go the best with your meal. So you need to think about your own personal intake and how those wines make you feel. So you could mix, but you
0: have to be careful because, right, and then don't it. do go overboard with the amount. Because if you think about it, you can have a cocktail before dinner, then you have wine with dinner, then you can have liqueur, at the end of dinner, mm-hmm. then you can somebody can carry you out by the end of the meal
1: right and this is where the planning comes into play and is, is important for the person that's coordinating the menu and aligning that 's why lots of times there are set dinners where they align the different cocktails and the different wines and the after dinner drinks as well,
0: okay, so Laurianne, if you were not doing um well, you know everything about wine. I can't believe it. I can't even come up with the questions to ask you to sound intelligent because you're just a plethora of information. What would you be doing in your second life if you weren't doing wine now?
1: Well, my give back is philanthropy work. I love helping other people, whether it's charity events, galas, and events with a cause. That's that's who I am and what I'm about. And I've always said that in my retirement, I will be a professional volunteer.
0: Like you're really going to retire? No, but that's my dream. Okay. Well, it's been a pleasure having you here today. I really enjoyed this. I hope I don't embarrass you next time I see you at an event and ask for the wrong thing. Um, Do you have any last words, any suggestions about when people go out to buy wine? What should they do? I mean, if they're just totally inept when it comes to wine.
1: When they go to purchase a bottle of wine, I would suggest that you get with the attendant in that wine selection, whether it's at a grocery store with specialty wines or it's at a specialty wine store, to ask the attendant, how long has this wine been on the shelf? As Do you a, think they'd really know? They may. They stocked <laughs> the wine, so they should know. And for them to tell you a little bit more about the wine itself, they they usually will have some information to include tasting notes about the wine. They can keep it simple. They won't talk over your head. They will, they will let you know what best would be served with this wine and, and how it should be enjoyed.
0: Well, thank you so much. I think I learned a lot from you will have to do this again.
1: Well, please, please call me anytime. And I'm more than happy to assist any of your listeners in any way possible.
0: I appreciate that. And I appreciate you. So in the meantime, everybody who's listening to these podcasts, are you telling your friends? Are you making it easy to listen by downloading the app on your phone? Remember I talked about this. You can download the iPhone app or the Android app, and then you can subscribe to Home Design Chat with Nancy. And every time I publish a podcast, it's automatically on your phone. And you learn so much from these podcasts. I hope. Nobody has um, really questioned it. They enjoy the podcast and just sharing is really important. So until the next time, I want you guys to all have a great day and see you next time.